Our gospel comes to us from Luke, the 18th chapter. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused, but later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice, so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? This is the gospel of the Lord today. I invite you to be seated. I invite you to pray with me this morning. Holy God, you have a word for us today, a word of comfort and a word of challenge, a word of guidance and a word of hope for our lives. Make our hearts soft and plant this word in us that it may bear fruit through our lives. Amen. Well, in his uh, book, How to Pray, A Simple Guide for Normal People, the British pastor and author uh, Pete Grieg tells a story about a time when he was stranded, he was in the U.S. and he was stranded in the airport in Chicago. There had been this volcanic eruption in Iceland and and it had grounded all the planes that were going back across uh, the ocean to England. And rather than being frustrated or just doing the simple thing of staying in a hotel close by, he decided to pray and ask God if there was any way God could use this disruption for good. And as he prayed, he thought of a friend who lived all the way up in Madison, Wisconsin, not quite next door, right? And this person just came to his mind, and, and so he reached out with an email and said, hey, I'm, I'm, we haven't seen each other for a long time, but I'm stranded in Chicago for a couple days. Could I come crash on your couch? And what Pete didn't know is that his friend Joe had just received some devastating news, and his wife had just asked him in his struggles, uh, Joe, who do you wish was on your couch right now? <laughs> and those were the exact words that they used. And Pete had rep- or he had replied, I wish Pete was on my couch, but that makes no sense because he's in England and he's never even been to Wisconsin. It's amazing how God can surprise us sometimes, right? Anyone ever had an experience with prayer like that? I know I could tell a few stories from my life. I'm sure some of us could as well. Friends, prayer makes possible that which we never thought possible. Sometimes we, I think, only think to pray for certain things, for the big things. Maybe we only pray at certain times, but today we hear this story in the gospel where Jesus is walking with the disciples and they're talking about some really heavy stuff surrounding this text and he sees them start to worry and this weight on their shoulders and he tells them a parable to remind them to pray always, to not lose heart, to never give up. Now, at Good Shepherd, you'll hear us talk a lot around here about one of our core values of growing spiritually. What does that mean exactly? Well, first and foremost, I believe that prayer is the foundation of growing spiritually. There's other aspects to be sure. There's Bible study and worship and things like that, but the foundation of that spiritual growth, growing in faith, that relationship with God is prayer. In fact, I believe that prayer uh, has to be the foundation of everything that we do. 
Whether we're talking about children's ministry or care ministries or service or belonging, prayer is the foundation of everything we do. And and when Jesus says to pray always and not lose heart, I take that to mean that he's he's not just referring to our spiritual lives, to our life in the church, but to every aspect of our lives. See, as Christians, we are called to pray always and not lose heart, whether that's our relationships, our work, our school, our neighborhood, our community, whatever it is. Prayer is the foundation of everything we do. Now, you might be thinking, that sounds great, Pastor Josh, but I work in a secular job, and and are you asking us to go to work on Monday and start a prayer circle on Monday mornings in our business? Well, I guess if that's your thing and you want to, go for it, but no, I don't think that's what Jesus is saying today. But every aspect of what we do, maybe we're struggling with a big decision. Do we go this way or this way? We can take that to God in prayer. Maybe we're struggling with a boss or a coworker or something at school. We can take that to God in prayer. You see, Jesus was the most influential teacher the world has ever seen. Jesus was the most fantastic mentor of all time, the most effective agent of change the world has ever known. And so, Whether we're stuck in in our work or our relationships or whatever it might be, and we long for that breakthrough in our lives, we take that to God in prayer. And prayer may not always change the circumstances, but prayer always changes us. In fact, prayer changes us so much inside in our spirit that I think it's worth taking some time to, to think about and reflect on some of these ways that prayer affects us inside when we pray. You know, to compare it to something, I think about when you you think about physical well-being, right? When you think about exercise or something like that, if you exercise for just 10 minutes once a week, that's better than nothing. But in the long run, it's probably not going to do a whole lot, right? Versus if you were to, to get into a routine with persistence, like Jesus talks about, if we were in a persistent thing where we're working out four times a week or five and doing different things, working our whole body, we start to see all these other benefits beyond just the getting in shape, right? The science tells us that it, it affects all kinds of things, our metabolism, our bone strength, our cardiovascular health. It even helps our mental well-being, our emotional well-being, our sleep. The benefits are so much bigger than just getting in shape. So it is with prayer in our spiritual lives. If we only pray on Sundays, what might we be missing out on? What are these different reasons that Jesus calls us to pray? I think there are a few different reasons. Uh, uh, The first one I think we usually think about the most is supernatural, right? The ask. We we see something in our lives or in the world and we ask God to, to move, to intervene, to do something, to lead us, and we say amen. But Jesus says to pray always. And sometimes I struggle with that because I think, well, I've already prayed about that today. I've said my peace, so God's going to do something or not. So what else is there to do? But, but imagine with me for a moment if we take Jesus at his word and think about what it means to pray always with persistence and consistence and intentionality. For example, are there any, uh, do I have any other fellow warriors out there today? Anybody? Oh, a couple of us. There's like three. We'll hang out afterwards. We can talk. Uh, No, we all can worry, but some of us more than others, right? Think about the psychological effects in the long term if we, worriers, if we let that consume us and we fixate on it versus if every time we feel worry creeping in, we stop and pray, take a breath, and, and remember maybe those words Jesus spoke to us in Matthew 6, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink. 
Who can add a single hour to their lifespan by worry? Seek first the kingdom of God. What about the emotional benefits of praying? Imagine how it might affect our our emotional well-being in the long term if the very first thing on our mind every day was, thank you, Lord, for bringing me to this new opportunity. And the last thing every evening before we drift off to sleep wasn't scrolling through the latest news feed or Facebook posts, but rather, Lord Jesus, thank you for today. What about our relationships? You know, one of the practices I've started is I keep a prayer list on my phone, and so I remember to pray for people who are struggling uh, every day, those who have asked for prayer, and what I've found is this practice means that when I call to mind these people in my life, it increases my sense of connection and relationship with them. Sometimes the Spirit might even prompt us to reach out to someone we hadn't thought of reaching out to. There's even physiological, almost physical benefits to prayer. If you dig into some of the the neat science behind like meditation and prayer, you see these studies that talk about how it decreases cortisol, that stress hormone, and, and it increases health benefits like in our healthier blood pressure and all kinds of other things in our body in the physiological sense. So when Jesus says pray always, do not lose heart. There's so much more to it than we maybe initially think. These are just a few things that happen inside us. But what happens around us if we dare to, like Paul says in 1 Thessalonians, pray without ceasing? If we grow in prayer, what might happen in your life? What might happen in our church together? What might happen in the world around us? Here's my challenge for us this week, Good Shepherd, is to do it. Wherever you're at in your prayer life, take that next step. Set a goal for yourself and try something new. What if this week we all tried to pray always like Jesus says and we don't lose heart and we don't give up? What might God do with that blast of spiritual volume coming out of Good Shepherd? Now, you might be wondering, okay, Josh, that sounds interesting, but what does that look like, though? Do I just keep asking for the same thing on repeat over and over and over and over and over again? Well, I'm glad you asked today. Friends, there are so many different ways we can pray, and, and I hope someday to maybe be able to do a prayer retreat and dig into some of these practices more, but for today, I want to lift up five different ways to think about it. The first is what we probably think about most, petition, asking. This is the most common thing we think about. But then there's also contemplative prayer, the meditative practice of prayer, dwelling prayerfully on a scripture verse or a word or an idea. There's also intercessory prayer, praying for others, maybe even those that we don't know halfway around the world with intentionality, praying on behalf of someone else. Then there's also just conversation. This is my favorite. This, uh, I, I kind of learned about this prayer practice when I was a teenager, and this is the place where, where God became real in my life more than a story. And then the last one, listening. This one might be hard for some of us. I don't know about you, but my mind just races when I try to be still and sit in silence listening for a word from God, but it's so important. And there are other tools we can use, too. I, I, uh, I have an app on my phone called PrayMinder. Get it? It's like Reminder, but it's PrayMinder. Pretty clever, right? But it, you can put in different things you want to pray for, and, and it will randomly give you a notification on my phone to remember to pray for so-and-so or, or such a, an issue in the world. So rather than the notifications pinging on my phone like, hey, somebody's cat did a flip off the deck again on Instagram, it reminds me to pray. 
There's our Good Shepherd Connect app where we have our prayer list of all the people here who've asked for prayer. And, and Pastor Amy put out some guided prayer practices that you can listen through. Highly recommend it. There are so many ways we can grow in prayer. What is God calling you to do this week? And the best part about what Jesus says to us today is this isn't a demand, it's an invitation. An invitation to spend time with the one who loves you beyond measure, the one who forgives any sin you hold on to, the one who renews your spirit and speaks life into your weary soul. God wants to spend time with you, and, and prayer is the most intimate way to grow deeper in this relationship with the one who knows you better than you know yourself. But I also know that sometimes prayer can be a struggle, it can be overwhelming. When we look around this world today and we see these persistent waves of despair that threaten to overwhelm us, we might wonder, what could my small whispered prayer do in the face of these mountainous challenges? When we see images of war on the other side of the world shattering the lives of people in places like Ukraine, we might feel powerless, but we can pray. And while our prayer may or may not move God to miraculous intervention, certainly through our persistent prayer, the Spirit will shift our gaze and lead us to help in ways we had not yet imagined. Or when we hear of unrelenting violence done to the innocent, forcing waves of people to flee their homes, to traverse rivers, to ford through jungles or cross deserts in search of a better, safer life for their children, we wonder, what can I possibly do? Well, we pray. And our prayer may or may not yield God's mighty intervening hand to step in and stop all violence, but surely our persistent prayer will unite our hearts with the hearts of those who are suffering and thus the heart of Christ and awaken in us possibilities to love our neighbors yet unimagined. Or when someone we love is diagnosed with an illness that, that ruptures our dreams and robs us of peace, we pray. And our prayer may or may not bring that miracle cure, but this visceral prayer ignites in us a passion to love like we have never loved before, making possible a different kind of healing, opening our eyes to the invisible yet ineffable truth that God is always there, arms wrapped around us, holding us and never letting us go. So when we, live to, when we choose to live in such a way that we pray always, our litany of prayer, it, it may not move that mountain looming before us, but the lifeline of prayer connecting your heart to the heart of God will rise up the strength of a mountain inside you giving you all that you need to face the challenges of tomorrow with courage and with hope. The one who created the cosmos wants to spend time with you. Jesus says to you today and to me, pray always, do not lose heart. So this week, may we live into this invitation and let every breath be a prayer and just see how God moves. Will you pray with me now? Holy and gracious God, we all come here from our lives carrying different burdens and joys, worries and excitement. But Lord, we know that you are always with us, even when we maybe sometimes forget. As we go out this week, Lord, open our hearts and our minds to connect with you in prayer. May we hear a word from you for our lives. May you lead us in these decisions we have before us, bring healing, bring hope. Help us to pray. In Jesus' name, amen.